Welcome everybody, Amanda Holmes here, CEO of Chad Holmes International. And this week we have a very special gem out from the archives. We pulled an audio of my father, Chet Holmes, tuning up doing one of those hot seats with a business owner. Uh, he went through their website, how to get more opt-ins from the website. He went through uh, advertising, uh, in this particular example, he's using radio, but it is so applicable to what you're doing on any advertising platform. So listen in, hear the messaging feedback he gives, hear the call to action feedback he gives. Uh, it's all so good. And yet it's, you know, 12 years old and yet still so powerful. I hope you enjoy and let us know in the in the comments, what was your takeaway from this, this audio of my father, Chet Humps? When I did my book, I got a hundred famous authors to endorse my book. And why would they do that? They have their own things they want to promote. They do it because I came to them and said, I'm going to have 11 million emails sent out, all from famous people, all endorsing my book. And every one of them is going to drive any purchaser of that book to a bonus page where they're going to get free training products from all these famous speakers. So here's our offer to you, Mr. Famous Speaker. Give me a free training product. I'll put it on this web page, and then I'm going to get 11 million people to go to that web page. Becoming a master is not about doing 4,000 things. It's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. The Ultimate Sales Machine presents the CEO Mastery Show for entrepreneurs looking to grow faster, better, smarter. If you would like to have a profound breakthrough in your business, talk to our team live by visiting chetholmes.com forward slash breakthrough. Good advice is contextual. Get your answers at chetholmes.com forward slash breakthrough. Good day and welcome to your CEO Mastery Conference Call with your host, Chet Holmes. Hello, everybody. So again, the title of this conference is CEO Mastery. And what I find that makes a difference between the companies that do really well and those that don't is that CEO is committed to mastery at every level of your organization. My personal companies that I run, there's 12 of them. Now, again, as you, you know, evolve and change, if you don't evolve, then you de-evolve. They say if you're not growing, you're dying. But in my experience with my own companies, we have a weekly meeting with every single one of them, and the whole focus is improving some aspect of the business. And then we have a meeting with all the department heads to look at synergies, and then there's a couple of the divisions that work really well together, so now we're merging a meeting with them. But the point is that there's all this activity to work on improving the business, not just working in it, because we know you work in it. We know you're working in it all the time, but you've got to stop and work on it. So congratulations to those of you who are joining us today because you're here to work on your business. My question to you is if you look at the BGM, Business Growth Master Series, and I ask you, if I spot quizzed your salespeople today, would every one of them be able to name the seven steps to every sale? Because that's a minimum. That's, remember, the lowest level of learning is memorization. So that's where you start. Does every salesperson at work for the seven steps to every sale? Could they tell me the six questions they would ask every prospect? 
Would they know how they create desire, build value? What are the most common objections and what are the five different ways you have for overcoming the various objections? And then how do you close the sale? So like you've got that down. That's mastery in your organization. Then the actual sales process in terms of what's the first thing we do? What's the second thing we do? What's the third thing we do? If the client says no, what's the first thing we do? What's the second thing we do? What's the third thing we do? Each one of those levels. So in our companies, we're set up like that. Every single step that is taken by someone has been something that's been expertly planned. That doesn't mean you tell people what to do. It could mean you ask them what to do. But then it becomes a policy, a procedure, a set plan. And the people who are working in those areas every day are the most anxious to solve the problems and create a better company. So again, most of you on this conference are not like a one-person army because this is a CEO mastery conference, which means you're at least a gold plus or platinum member in order to be even allowed on this conference, which means you probably have a pretty good-sized company. So you made the commitment in your coaching to uh, take your business to the next level. And my message to you is what are you doing to achieve mastery? And at the very least, the place to start is with memories. And, of course, that's where I'm laying out the 10 follow-up steps or the seven steps to every sale or the six steps to time management. And those are just three areas that if you had mastery in your organization, you're going to be better than any competitor you're ever going to come up against because they don't have mastery in their organizations. It's a very rare thing that I see any company that's really run well at the level I'm talking about. And again, remember that in addition to all the speaking that I do all over the world and in front of this week, it's crazy. I have four speaking engagements and then next week only two. And and some of these are in front of 2,000 people. Some of these are in front of 600 people. And I always do Q&A and interaction. And when I get done, I have a a two-and-a-half-hour standard speech that typically I will give. That's an overview of the philosophies that we teach in the BGM. And at the end, I'll say to the audience, I say, is anybody in here have this kind of precision in their organization? and not one hand will go up. And I'm talking whether I'm with small businesses or large businesses. And yet we have, we as Chetums International, we have that kind of mastery in our companies. Not all of them because some of them are new. Some of them are just developing. But in most of them, it's pretty carved in stone. And the people are extremely well and expertly and regularly in training to improve their skill. And, of course, yesterday, feels like a week ago with how much I did yesterday, but yesterday I uh, sat in on a training session where we were listening to recordings of the salespeople on the telephones with all the other salespeople listening and with their managers listening, and I'm on there and I'm tuning the sales guy up. And he said something backwards of what we normally say, meaning that I know every word these guys are going to say because we've tuned up every word, and then they know we're going to be listening to the conversation. But he said something backward when he was talking to the prospect. And this guy has been with us a while, so he knows his stuff pretty good. He's very good at what he does. And so he's innovating. And I don't care if they innovate as long as it's an improvement, but in some cases it's not. 
And anyway, he innovated this one thing, and he said it backwards, and I liked it better. And so we changed that in all the scripts immediately. And But that's how well-run your organization should be. There should be scripts. And, of course, the best people are going to get off those scripts. It depends on what you sell. So I'm going, I'm going to now start with some of the people who want to have questions answered. And, again, I strongly encourage you, you can't even buy my time but if you could, it's $5,000 an hour, and I'm saying I'm great. I'm just saying that it's supply and demand. As your time gets more and more uh, precious and you have little or smaller amounts of it, you keep raising your prices, and then you hit a ceiling at a certain point where, you know, that price levels off. When I started, I used to get $250 an hour, and then you go to $500 an hour, and people still keep paying. And right now I'm at $5,000 an hour, but I'm not even available. You can't, if you went to my assistant and tried to buy an hour of my time, you're going to be out to mid-February. So I'm that crazy book solid, and and that just is maybe a testament to the fact that I have over the years with lots of practice and thousands of situations gotten some experiences that enable me to help you maybe profoundly and sometimes in a very short period of time. And sometimes I've just done 10 minutes with a company and just check back a year later and the guy's revolutionized his company based upon the 10 minutes of insights that when it's just like you and your business, you work in it all the time. So after a while, you get to be quite the expert. So if you were sitting where I'm sitting all day long and all you did was help businesses grow, even a blind squirrel is going to find a nut every now and then if it keeps looking. All right. So let's... Andy, who owns a weight loss clinic, you need to hit one one time on your phone. And what that will do is that will open your line so the operator can find you. So here we are. Let's get you taken care of. Feel free to plug your URL. You have UncleSamsNewYork.com, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm on that site right now. And what you do, best value, New York City walking tours, pub crawls, and night tours. Okay, so what would you like me, because I could just take off and start firing questions at you and try to find the breakthroughs, or there might be some very specific place where you think, oh, I, I would love to have Chet's direct input right here. Um, Chet, I'm researching the core story about the best way, the five things you want to avoid that will ruin your trip to New York City, and how to operationalize that on a website-free report, and where you would put that on your website as a would it be the entire front page where you put some of those facts up there and have an opt-in, or would you have that on the side? Or I'm trying to get the mechanics down of a free report that we're building where we're giving free advice to travelers coming to New York City. Yeah, that's a great idea, and as many titles as you can and optimize as many ways as you can. So yeah. you were at Business Mastery, right? Yes, I, I was there last year and then again this year. Okay. And I don't know if you signed up for that web thing where they can hot map your website and show you where you're getting where the eye is going, but I can already tell you I'm on your website right now. You're you're putting red attracts the eye seven hundred percent more than any other color. I can already tell yep. you that. So you've got book now on the right. I'd put some kind of an offer there. And this whole left about us and all that being in red like that, I'd take that away because it's actually distracting me away from the thing on the right. And okay. then, of course, using red in this ad is also pulling my eye, 
you know what I mean? If you want me to book now or you want me to take action, so let me just ask you a couple questions because we can tune that up all day long. Tune it up all day long. Our main problem is, and I've been listening to the radio stuff, our main problem is education-based marketing has to be done because people are looking from all over the world for the B2C. We can get them to call us and we'll answer the phones, but it seems to me to actually get them to sign up for a free report, it has to be done on the Internet unless you can think of a different way. And I want to figure out how to structure my Internet course story to be my primary B2C selling point. B2C? Tell me about the business. Yeah. Okay. Direct to the right, travelers to the versus I have concierges and, and travel resellers that I need a different kind of uh, yes, I gotcha. yeah. package for. Yeah. You don't need heavy research. Are you actually using a research firm to do all this for you? We're trying to do it ourselves right now. Okay, with then good. Let me give you direction because I don't think okay. you need a heavy research. I think yep. you can write this from your heart and it may even be better and a couple of anecdotal statistics at the beginning just to grab attention. And you could even make those up as long as they're based on some reality. We did a test where we had a person who didn't know their way around New York and came and said, okay, why don't you put together your own sort of tour of New York? And what we found is they did 25 hours worth of research on the Internet, and then they got to New York, and they actually took five days and to, to see what we would have shown them in three days, and they missed five of the most important things that people see when they come to New York. And so, you know, like I'm making this up, but you could have something like that that would be probably from your own just experiences because you're such an expert at this. You could write a pretty good, like, here's the mistakes that people make. And, and then you say so. Or consequently, what you could have is you could have an expert guide you through this process. Now, this hot nightclub thing, that's actually a pretty cool idea because a lot of these places, you stand online for an hour. Is there any kind of a special relationship you have or they don't have to stand online if you're there with you? Have you yep. arranged? Oh, yeah. Oh, that right there is worth the radio in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> that right there is worth radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, again, I don't know what kind of budgets you have, but you might be shocked to find, and again, you already heard the big speech on do not use a URL, do not use a URL, but you might find... Well, we all, have a number. We have a number they could call, so... Yeah, I would do the, even if you're a New Yorker, I'll bet you money that we can show you things about New York that you don't know. I'll bet you that we can get you access to things you haven't had access to. I'll bet you we can get you into the hottest clubs. I'll bet you we can help you find things to do in New York and explore New York in a new and unique way. Call us for our free report on the 10 hidden treasures in New York City. And yep. you're gonna, the phone is going to ring off the hook. And so you're definitely morning drive time. I, and again, you can target for from anything from WPLJ to 1010 wins and just test different radio stations. But I will tell you, with radio, Monday doesn't pull that good, but you've got to be on it because it starts people thinking about it. Tuesday, it's okay. Wednesday, it starts to pull. Thursday and Friday is when you start to get all the leads. You want to be on the same time twice a day within the same time period so that if I'm shaving between 6 and 6.30, if you buy, you want to try to be, because they'll say to you, oh, you can have the 6 to 9 slot. And uh, if you're an unsophisticated advertiser, you go, okay. 
Good. But if you say, look, I'm looking to really ramp up, like I want to spend $100,000 a week in advertising. I'm telling everybody now how to negotiate with media people. I want to spend $100,000 a week in advertising. We have, we're looking at that because if it was working, that's not unrealistic for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. If suddenly you did radio and it started to drive, like what's a good amount of people using your tours like in a week? Total, it's probably about three, 400 a week. In the better seasons right now, it's you know, slow January, February. What would blow um, you out? What would be like, oh, my God, we can't handle not another person? Could you uh, double it? We're scalable because all you got to do is put more guides out there, and the nightclubs aren't going to turn away 500 people. It would be a huge logistical challenge. We'd have to ramp up to that. But, but it would uh, be, be a high-quality problem. Yeah, quality problems. The, the most people we've had on a nightclub tour was you know, 55 in one night. And that was during high season. But if, you know, if we walked 100 up, they'd, they'd never seen that before, but they let them all in with us. Yeah, so I will tell you right now that you should definitely test radio. You might be shocked. I'll make sure you get set up with the SEM people and yep. because they can do miracles for you. But I think you can write a lot of articles yourself you know, yeah. because you have tours, mistakes, people. But I like that 10 hidden treasures about New York City. You're going to pull like crazy. You're going to get thousands of phone calls, I predicted. But yeah. let's just see when you run it. But some morning drive time stations in New York, when we run in there, we'll get 50, 60, 70 leads for a one-minute one spot. So, yeah. again, now that might cost you six, $700. So you got to look at what's the ROI on that and then also how do you handle that because sure. you, you might also look at a virtual call center like we have where we have uh, 66 people at home. And I think I talked a little bit about this at Business Mastery. Did you go to the one in April, the big elaborate one? Which which one? This one? The one in Vegas in April where I did 12 yeah. seminars. Okay, well, no, so wait. This is, yeah, last year with Tony, your first one. Yeah, we did other things, but we did that Ultimate Business Mastery Summit, that big. Yeah, you did the 12 seminars that right. time because right. I remember so you this remember time me, you I don't know if you remember me going through that, and then that program's coming to you any second now. But I don't know if you remember, but I did a whole training program on how to have a virtual call center. So you're yep. going to get that in the next couple of weeks. You'll have that seminar, and that's just detail. So I don't, I, want to, I don't want to teach that here and drag everybody else listening uh, through that. But in your case, it's a very viable thing to consider. And, Jorge, I'm coming right to you in a minute here. But it's a viable thing for you to consider is if you can flood. So you start small, you know what I mean, with it's a, it's a big budget, though, because if you're spending $800, $900 a spot and you want to go in morning drive time and you want to be on, and again, I don't know what, what the perfect station is, you, you would know because if you're looking for people to fill the club scene, then it's probably a young station as compared to if you're looking for wealthy business people who are looking for cool things to do with their clients, then it's 10-10 wins, you know what I'm saying? And yep. the approach would be different. But that club thing alone, you could probably bury yourself in leads with that. And then it's like how much you charge and if you can convert instantly, because there's so much more I could tell you. I could do a whole hour on you alone. It's not fair to everybody else waiting, but there's so many things you could do. So I like the 10 treasures. I'd go with that idea, 10 secret treasures, because then you can go. If you go in New York, a New York drive time station, you're reaching three states. 
Erie Chain, yep. Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York. I lived in New Jersey for 11 years, commuted into Manhattan, and listened to PLJ. You know what I mean? That was my station now. Oh, and then, of course, I miss in the morning if we're going way back, and then Howard Stern when he took over. The point is that morning drive time, that's a really good, uh, good place for you. And if you have a sexy offer and don't use a URL, I think you'll bury yourself in response, but then it's about booking them when they call. And yeah. I'd go with a, a scarcity. Uh, I'm sorry, we get hundreds of phone calls and there's lots of people looking for these tours and it's not really in the big scheme of things. Our research shows that you'd spend 10 times more money just booking the tour yourself and it's a question of how valuable. If you have all the time in the world, then fine, you can do all the research and try and do all the stuff yourself. If we do it for you, you're going to avoid this, you're going to avoid that, you're not going to have to hassle with this, you're not going to have to with that. You could do a whole thing just on the club. You say, how many times have you looked at those clubs and thought to yourself, boy, I'd like to go to that club, but there's no way you want to stand online for an hour with, you know, Uncle Sam's New York Tours or whatever the name of the thing is. You might want to have something a little sexier than that. But with Uncle Sam's New York Tours, you don't have to stand online because we have all access to the hottest clubs in New York because this is all we do. We are experts in making sure you have the best possible time. Even if you live in New York, we can make sure you have a better time than you probably have on your own because it's all we do. We are out there all the time just making sure that anyone who wants to have a great time in New York knows how to have that great time. So whether it's museum tours or whether it's the hottest clubs in town or whether it's secret treasures you've never heard of, Call today, 800 blah, 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 blah. We'll start you off with a free report that gives you some of these secret treasures. And then if you want to go further and find out fantastic adventures that you can take in New York City, we'll help you better than anybody. Call 800 blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's pretty good off the top of my head. You could almost use that copy word for word. It's not bad, you know what I mean? And then back to the core story stuff, then it starts driving me crazy. So then I'd look at the colors on this thing, because on the left, I'd take that all out of red, and I'd put it all in blue. And the book now, I would say, I'd make that circle maybe twice as big, and I'd say, show me New York, or something a little sexier. Expertly guide me to New York's treasures. That's off the top of my head. It's not great. New York City travel guide or or something that... That gets to take a next move with you. Yeah, or what about on the front where we have that copy? What about putting a a big ad in there with an email opt-in at the bottom where it says the five things, you know, the ten secrets to enjoy New York, and just list those, and then a sign up right there, and move the rest of the copy down. Where would you put shopping basket? Or? No, in the middle of the page where we have our text. Would you move that text down and put like a the five secrets to enjoy New York and an opt-in email offer. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, actually. That's not a bad idea. Although, again, if this club thing is working, I wouldn't mess with it. You know, is this working? You know, well, yeah, that's our most popular tour, and we can rotate. We actually have banner ads. If you refresh it, we have banner ads that rotate through of our five main types of tours. Maybe right under that, our main copy could be, here the secrets of enjoying New York, and then sign up for this free report. And then underneath that has all the descriptions. Yeah, I'm telling you, your world is going to explode. The deeper you go in my material, the better. Because also for you, affiliate marketing. But I, I got to do some other people now. I think I got you a good start there, bro. Yeah. And I invite you to show up at other ones. And if no one raises their hand, I'm happy to come back to you. Okay, so let's go with Jorge. And thank you, bud. It was fun, Sam. Thanks. 
If I come to New York, you have to make sure I have a good time. <laughs> oh, you got it. Bye-bye. Right, Bye-bye. Okay. Jorge, if you're there, hit one one time. Oh, now you chat. Hey, buddy. It's nice to talk to you. What an interesting conversation. If uh, Sam is looking for investors, I might, as a New Yorker, would love to talk to him. Oh, okay. Well, and what a great uh, idea. As I mentioned, as a 15-year New Yorker, and uh, this is my fourth time living in New York, but this time 15 years, I think he has, as you mentioned it, really a very distinct concept there. Yeah, if you go to UncleSamsNewYork.com, there's a contact form on the left-hand side, and you can, anybody listening can feel free to go contact contact Sam. Okay, Jorge, tell me where you would like some help with your business. First of all, tell everybody what kind of business you're in. I'm in a publishing business, uh, a four-year-old, uh, recently nascent, and according to Tony's uh, description, uh, really in toddler, pre-teenage stage. Yes. But definitely uh, with incredible possibilities, I just uh, signed a, a joint venture with a big Spanish publishing company that will expand my markets. But anyway, I am at this point in where I already well, let me ask you. Let me ask you about that. The sure. only language my book isn't in is Spanish. Oh, really? Yeah, and I have the largest home builder in all of Mexico as a client of mine. I know them, yes. Yeah, Homex, and that guy said to me, I can't believe your book is not in Spanish. Like every, I would buy a copy for every, that's like 15,000 sales right there. I don't know how many, but the only language, Japanese, two different dialects of Chinese, I'm in Polish, I'm in Brazilian, I'm in uh, all these different languages, Portuguese. I don't even, I don't understand why it's not in Spanish, but nobody has picked up the Spanish rights to the ultimate sales machine. So there we invite, I invite you, and then if you get the rights to that, just let me know, and I will make sure Homex goes and buys thousands of copies from you. No, let's let's move because they have the right company now. They have uh, operations in Spain and in Mexico. They have even a speaker's uh, circle with uh, large corporations in Mexico and in Spain, banks and uh, all kinds of uh, – and I think that uh, we could set up a, your Spanish translation. Okay. Yeah. Feel free to move on that one. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's, let's stay with helping you. Let's stay with helping you. What made you decide to become a book publisher? I mean, uh, first of all, the, the passion for books and uh, to realize that my, I have a very successful career before in diplomacy and finance. And that, in a way, the career was very much helped by reading. And the value of books are enormous in terms of uh, for readers, but also for authors, people that want, that have something to say that could change a sector, not to change the world necessarily. The, in a very modest way, someone that has something to say, like, for example, Sam has many things to say about New York. I realize that books are incredible tools. And since 10 years ago, I have been a fan of electronic publishing. And uh, I mean, now that, that Kindle has uh, we exploded that market and the iPhone has exploded that market, uh, and now with the iPad, which I'm very excited, out of my 70 books in print, I have already 16 in iPhone platform and, I, and Kindle. And I see that market really exploding, and therefore I really... Oh, I predict it puts bookstores out of business if they don't see the handwriting on the wall, because once you get a Kindle, you can't buy a paper book anymore. You can't. 
because your brain just goes, I can't, I have, I have a Kindle now, so I have to read this electronically, and I can enlarge the type, which is just the, the best feature right there. And, uh, sure. You had me at that one. And then also you can load PDFs and stuff. The only problem with the Kindle, and I'm sure it won't be the case with the iPad, is you can't enlarge the type on, an, on a PDF. So it comes out in this really tiny type. You can't even read it. So it's worthless to load my own stuff on my Kindle, and I, I do a lot of writing. Um, and I'm telling you, I think the Kindle is dead now. I, they have to come with something similar to Apple, and I think that will take them like 12 months. But obviously they will be able to sell books for the iPad, and therefore it is not really Amazon in danger. But definitely Kindle is a thing of the past, and uh, this is a game changer from my perspective. Yeah, so my point is that I don't know what's going to happen to bookstores, Right. When you can go, I can download two free chapters of any book I want. I already got it. I just got it at Christmas time. I bought nine Kindles as gifts, oh. like just for different people. I bought nine different right. Kindles. Into the iPad. Yeah, and of course he comes out with the iPad after I go and buy all those Kindles. Right. Well, <laughs> but anyway. I'm sure the iPad's going to be a, just a phenomenal one-up on that, but I hear it's got problems, and let's wait a year, and it'll be half the price it is by Christmas. But anyway, I very doubt it, Chet. I think I, I could bet you that we will see four million iPads by September or October. Okay, all right. If I just bought nine Kindles, it's unlikely I'm going to buy nine iPads. So that's my point. If they sold, I don't know. Oh, how that's many. true. That is true. Yeah, but let's go uh, to helping you again. So you're you're doing electronic publishing, which means you're not even putting the stuff in paper. No, but most of my that means all my books are in paper. Okay. Electronic publishing has been really a new avenue that I've been I have been exploring for many years, and I'm excited because f finally I see that this have really an amazing market potential. Let me tell you what I would do if I were a publisher that no publisher is smart enough to do, and it's right. utterly shocking. And I tried. I have Penguin is my publisher, which is the largest publisher on the planet, the and I dragged them. I tried to drag them kicking and screaming into this new advanced model, and it was impossible. If it wasn't the publisher's limited imagination, it was the lawyers getting in the way of it. But I tell you where the real money is in publishing is in the back end. Like, my book has generated, I don't know, maybe $50 million in business or something like that, and they made, I don't know, what, 500000 or $5 million, you know, or something. I don't even know, but more than me because I only got $1.50 a book or whatever. Um, but the point is that there's a back end. Even if it's a fiction book, what happens is at the end of the book, if you have a great writer who has, if we took uh, – this one that's New Moon or the, the whole Twilight series, if at the end of that book it said, to learn more, go to twilight.com or to explore these characters and join fan pages and blah, 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 then you go there and then there's a subscription. And even if it's $3 a month or whatever it is, with the fact that books, how many copies does that book sell? No, but maybe 5 million copies. Or, uh... Yeah, let's say some tiny percent, 100,000 people decide to join the fan club or whatever at $3. Like, I tried to get them. They wouldn't let me put anything like that in my book. Oh. On the back inside flap cover, it's something like, for more offers, go to chetholmes.com forward slash book. And there we give away a bunch of free stuff. But I wanted to feed all through the book because in almost every area – 
I have a company, meaning that it started off me teaching, so I am the ultimate entrepreneur, and I just hold myself out there as a model for anybody to follow in that. It's all about first, the first part is people come in through our radio ads, then they come in through our radio ads, and then they get offered to go on a web seminar. And on the web seminar, they pay for that, but then at the end of it, they have an opportunity to buy a training program. If they get the training program, they get a coach. And then the coach does sessions for free. Actually, it costs me money. I pay for the coach um, to do the sessions, but a lot of uh, companies don't want to part with their coach at the end of their free session, so they go on to pay for it. And then the coach helps them, whether it's maybe you need a website. And initially, you know, we were just sending this business all off to other people and or just not doing anything because we didn't have someone who recommended it. And I just made it my business that anything a business owner comes into our world and needs, I'm going to do all the research for them and make that another division of our company. So, like, we have the lowest cost, easiest to use CRM system in the world today. And But we researched 11 of them, including spending a bloody fortune ourselves trying different CRM systems. So my thing is, if I were a book publisher, even if I were fiction, is I would look to have, I mean, on a book, there's no way you're going to make, even if the book sells, if it has a rabid fan base, you'd be shocked at people would spend $3 a month to get some kind of insight from the author on some part of that book or some new thing or some insight of the new chapter or things like that that they could sign up for. And heck, 10,000 people, and if you, even if you split it with the author, you know, in a business book, it's clear. Like a business book, it's really clear. In my case, I have 12 companies. So it would have been really smart. And I tried to offer the publisher a piece of it, and I couldn't get the guy to do it. I said, I'll give you a percentage. We'll put up a special page just for you that everybody who goes to that I know came through this book. And I'll incentivize you and pay you a percentage of that so that instead of making the lousy amount of money he made on the book, which that industry is dead or dying, Kindle helps everybody except the bookstores because now they, 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 the $25 book is only $9 through Kindle. That's it, 9 bucks. So that's why I say once you have a Kindle, you're never going to go buying a hard, hardbound book. But there's also no cost to the publisher, so I don't know what the splits are there. In fact, I'm curious. But, but that's what I think is the big breakthrough. First of all, the front-end marketing, and I don't know how sophisticated you are about that. When I did my book, and I'm not sure if I told this from the stage, but I got 100 famous authors to endorse my book. And why would they do that? They have their own things they want to promote. They do it because I came to them and said, I'm going to have 11 million emails sent out, all from famous people, all endorsing my book. And every one of them is going to drive any purchaser of that book to a bonus page where they're going to get free training products from all these famous speakers. So here's our offer to you, Mr. Famous Speaker. Give me a free training product. I'll put it on this web page. And then I'm going to get 11 million people to go to that web page. And you're going to pick up new fans for your database. And all you have to do is send out an email on my book. So it was like a no-lose situation because all you have to do is send out one email and you're going to get exposure. And your email list might be 100,000, but I got 11 million emails sent out. So my book went from number 47,000th on the day of release, which was a Monday, to number one on Amazon by, by Wednesday, just two days. And it was, a, it was amazing to watch that because you can see minute by minute where your book is. When you go in there, oh, crap, it's number seven. And, oh, now it's number one. And 
the publisher was thrilled because he was, I remember him saying to me on Monday when we started the climb, he says, well, if you can just break the top 100, that would be great. Well, we blew by that. That's what I think is like, how can you get, if I had a book, how can I get, and this is what I'm going to do for any other book that I do, how can I get hundreds of different sources promoting the book? And then, of course, we have probably a daily request to publish something from the book or write an article on the book or do a review on the book. And a lot of these authors, you can't even, you don't even know how to get a hold of them. You know, there's no website. There's no way to contact them. So if you, as the publisher, say, look, here's what we do. We'll do the book together and we'll do whatever the deal is. On the back end, I'm going to build seven ancillary offers to, these, to the readers of this book. We'll plug it in the book. I'll manage it all and I'll give you half the money. Or one-third of the money or whatever the money is, you know what I mean? Yeah, you are absolutely on the money. And as I mentioned, I spoke with Doug Williams, and I have in my website, the only part that I have developed, the idea is there, it's called JPB Roundtable, in where I want to precisely offer the authors. I mean, you definitely exploded ten times of what I was thinking, but obviously for me, and that's what I think, that the best, my clients are really the authors, more than the readers. I, I want to cater to authors to give them platforms and revenue stream that obviously we'll, we will divide. But you are absolutely on the money on basically an yeah, because area. You could even do, and again, I know you have some prize-winning authors, perspectives, interviews with that author, insights. You could even have storyboarded sections of the of some of the books. Like you take and you get a storyboard artist, and he storyboards it out, and they sign up to get relive the book through pictures and that they pay $10 a month for. And again, you don't need a lot. Like you just need a small rabid fan base. If you look at a book and maybe you sold 30,000 copies of it, but 300 people are willing to spend $10 a month to be in that world in an intimate way, and another 3,000 people are willing to spend $3 per month. Now a book that only made you 30 grand is making you $45,000 a month in back-end revenue and then how far can you take that and how many ways can you take it? That's what I would do if I were a publisher. I'd be looking at what's the back end and how can I maximize the relationship with the reader? Oh, you no, know? no. You're, and that is why I'm in conversation with Doug Williams because I really need precisely how to uh, create that platform that will allow my authors to talk with readers and to charge money. I mean, you, I mean, you refine and you give me, you explode the idea that I have uh, uh, ten times. But that is why, I, I, as I mentioned, I'm waiting to talk to Kim with, with ideas, but that was one of the ideas to have kind of an area in where there could be a dialogue or an interaction. And now that you mentioned paying interaction, which is uh, better uh, in my website, then uh, I listen to you carefully and you are absolutely, this, this is really great. And there's, of course, there's the Hollywood play, and then there's internet TV shows and things like that are popping up now left and right. And again, depending upon how good the material is that you get your hands on, that also depends on how far you can take it and the imagination of the author. So what you'd be looking for are relationships where you have a really creative person who doesn't really want to be involved in the business or isn't very good at it, but is highly prolific and can really connect with his fans or her fans. And and then you just look to how can I monetize that seven ways to Sunday? 
And I tell you that there, you should do some brainstorming sessions on that, like I teach, where you sit around with a bunch of people and you say, all right, I want five suggestions from anybody on something somebody would absolutely pay for, and you're going to come up with all kinds of ideas. No, no, you, you blew my mind, eh? because I have two or three authors that uh, can fit that uh, profile. And uh, the only thing is I have to think precisely how could I create this platform to, to, to make this dialogue or to make this interaction. Well, see if you can get yourself on another hot seat, and I'll take you further. Come back with more ideas, and I will definitely take you further. Unfortunately, I am out of time. In fact, I'm over time, and I've got another group waiting for me at another conference. So, Jorge, it was a pleasure to finally get to help you. Sam, it was a pleasure to finally get to help you. And Bruce, it was a pleasure to get to help you. I love your restaurant ads. I think you're moving in the right direction, guys. And I hope, of course, this is helpful for everybody, and I hope you all want to be part of that study where we hold your feet to the fire and you are held accountable to become a master in at least six areas over the course of a year and just transform your life and your business. All right, everybody. Jorge, thanks again, bud. It was fun. Subscribe for more videos. Claim your free Chapter 4 of The Ultimate Sales Machine. This chapter helps you get nine times more impact from every move you make. Visit ultimatesalesmachine.com. This has been the CEO Mastery Podcast, brought to you by The Ultimate Sales Machine.